Hey, welcome back to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. So today we're going to continue with the steps for self-assessment. And episode two, we talked about the first step, which was recognize and admit. And this episode, we're going to head and talk about the step two, three, and four, all in one episode. Exciting. So step number two, it is going to be ask for forgiveness for those that you have hurt. I think a good indication that shows you have uh, recognized and admitted your weaknesses and faults uh, is that you realize um, those you have hurt. And so I think it's a very um, good and, and um, thought-provoking way to, <clears throat> to uh, have a list of those who you need to ask for forgiveness for, because uh, sometimes uh, whenever we are in the process of our faults or our weaknesses, uh, we don't even realize what damage we're doing to, to others' mental state, physical state, well, probably physical state, but mental state and their mental well-being. And I think it's especially important in our relationships and our home and with our loved one or spouse, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, and with our children and with our family members. Um, with our moms, dads, uh, sisters, siblings, and and such, and um, it's a this is a very independent, uh, like individual way of asking for forgiveness, and uh, I'll, you know, in in the assessment, you should probably write down um, the typical ways that you do show your sorry or show your forgiveness to others, because everyone responds differently. Um, everyone responds differently to actions, and so you you might need to go about it in a couple different ways. And what do I mean by this? So, for example, there are some personalities that respond better to um, to forgiveness or to loving actions um, based on if they if they get a compliment or if they get a a touch, like a hug or a kiss. Or if they get a gift, so whether you buy them something or buy something for the house that they're they're needing, or maybe do a chore, or they service oriented. Um, there's certain acts of kindness or certain acts of forgiveness that we can do, um, but I think service trumps all of it. And <clears throat> what I mean by this is not just service as far as doing chores or um, t- doing a responsibility. For someone else just to help them out um, I think service is catering towards someone's needs and uh, there are times in my life to where I know that for example my spouse she really likes the um, like whenever I show emotional feelings of like touch so she likes hugs and that's a great um, way of me responding forgiveness to her. Um, it's not great if I continually to mess up with the same thing that I'm, um, have already talked about and trying to improve. And then I just continue like, Oh, like all I got to do is just say, I'm sorry and give you a hug. No, that's not, that's not it. You're, you're not recognizing and admitting it. <laughs> um, you're not trying to do anything active about improving. And, uh, this is not a get out of jail free card or hall pass. So, <clears throat> um, the, so in the 
self-assessment, it's great to just write down things that, uh, that you know that those people would see as sincere apology um, coming from you. And there's probably going to be a good list of them. Uh, you can really think about how many people that you may have hurt. And you can't force someone to accept your forgiveness. That's the other part of this. That's the caveat of this. Um, not everyone may accept your forgiveness right away. And that's fine. That's, that's what they choose. There's a saying that uh, is very true, and it is, no one can make you mad, which means you, everyone responds differently. They respond the way that they want to, to someone else's action. And so if someone wants to continue to hold a grudge, even though, or not accept a forgiveness, even though they can clearly see that you are trying and you have maybe stopped a lot of those weaknesses or faults and, uh, and you let go of those habits and, uh, it time takes, or, um, what is the saying? Uh, wounds take time to heal. And sometimes they're very deep wounds and we do just need that time. And that's where uh, step number three comes in and that's hope. Uh, so hope it's, you'll usually hear it in a lot of religious settings um, and, uh, or whenever tragedy or devastation happens that we hope for a better future. We see a lot in politics, I hope for better America or whatever. Um, yeah, that's probably the wrong use of the word hope in those situations because those hope means you're actively doing something. It's action. It's not just, you don't just sit back and wait for something to happen. That's wishing. Uh, we don't wish, uh, we need to hope. So you, you have something that, that you would, um, that, that you want to, to come to pass, right? That you're looking for something forward in the future and you go to it. You do whatever you can, overcome whatever obstacle, take whatever detour that you need to get to that end destination. And that's hope. And the whole time that you're doing that, you're having a positive outlook. You're believing that you can do that with your own help, with maybe you believe in a higher being, um, or uh, you have the support of someone else. That's hope. Um, as soon as you start being negative toward it, thinking that you may not make it, um, you're, you're going to lose sight of that hope. It's going to be like losing a losing light in a cave. And if you've ever been in a cave, um, anytime you have absence of light, it is pitch black, like pitch black. So if you're ever in the Northern States, especially Utah, um, go into the caves and I'm pretty sure there's some that they still do where they turn off all the lights and you can't see in front of you at all. And, uh, and it's very scary and it makes you uh, lost and just a little bit of light, a little bit of hope, uh, you can continue to move forward and you can find the next steps out of that cave. Right. All right. So that makes sense. Good. And the fourth step, it, it uh, kind of goes in with hope. Um, but it is some sort of meditation or prayer. And I don't mean this again, I'm not trying to be religious or anything, um, or 
force religion down someone. Again, meditation, some people do yoga, some do, people do mantras, uh, some people do prayer, some people do prayer multiple times a day, some people pray to God, some people pray to a higher being or a, a, just a, a good Samaritan or to nature um, or to uh, their mind, I guess, I, whatever you want to do. But prayer is prayer, meditation is meditation. They're, they're the same whether you believe in something or not. And it's just a way that we can communicate uh, within ourselves, within all of our memories. We have, our mind is full of memories, full of experiences. Think of our mind, all these little um, uh, contours in our brain, the deeper they are, the deeper the the memory the emotions and it's it's like a filing cabinet and you can literally you know go back and look in certain filing cabinets and figure out you know what was painful what did what experience helped you learn something that's kind of prayer meditation you can reflect you can gain wisdom that way um, prayer meditation can also help you um, become more humble uh, you realize weaknesses you realize um, uh, you realize your your strengths. Um, it can make you uh, more self-disciplined. Uh, it, it's hard to pray or meditate. It's hard. It's you. You are literally submitting yourself to be lower than whatever you are subjecting to at that time. And. Um, So where am I going with this? <laughs> um, so in my personal opinion, when you subject yourself to being less than what you are hoping for or what your, um, your outcome is during meditation and prayer, uh, you, can, you can see how much that you need help, okay? So this allows you to be humble enough to go and seek after support. And hopefully you have some sort of support group. That's what I, I really want. I really want a support group. I think that's, you know, that's what culture should be. That's what society should be. That's what family should be. That's what family is. Unfortunately, there's bad apples. And, and there's things that, that happen that, um, that reduce the amount of support that we have. And that's what causes us to step away from meditation, step away from prayer, step away from hope, step away from recognizing and uh, these weaknesses and habits that we have. And it's that the end result ends relationships. It hurts it. Um, it's very hard to mend broken relationships. And uh, I, I can think of multiple times where I was unsupportive to raising a family, right? I think if there's a parent that works or that has a hobby that's a little bit more selfish in a sense, or or if you or if your side project, you know, your side gig or whatever, the, um, your side hustle, you know, if that's if that's something that you're trying to build up, trying to start start a business or something, it's hard to manage your time and spread your time and spread your energy and spread your love to everything. There's something that that is just going to 
to make a crack, right? It's going to, it's going to cause some sort of weakness to come out of you, right? Some type of habit. And so the self-assessment can help you realize what maybe those little things are that aggravate you. So you have this habit, right? You have this weakness, you see it, you recognize it, you admit it, you forgive those who you hurt because you, you know that you have seen this. And, um, and then you're trying, to, you're trying to get rid of that habit, change it. And, and you hope that they can uh, accept that or eventually will accept that forgiveness. And then you hope that you can continue on this path uh, to, um, to um, control that bad habit. And you're praying, or you're meditating, you're subjecting yourself to, to humility. Um, there's going to be little instances during that time that should spark some enlightenment. It should help you realize this is what makes me tick. Whenever, you know, it, when I uh, wake up and I get my daily routine going and if, let's say, one kid's crying to the top of their lungs for no reason at all, that crying causes, and then they want, they're trying to grab you to take you somewhere that messes up your whole routine. If in that one instance, you kind of see where you slipped and you you just like, you, you lost your um, control of that situation because of something like an external um, event happening, right? So that child is causing you to kind of lose control in that situation. And then that can cause you to relapse to that habit. Um, so we want to, just like, just like f- any type of sport, like let's say football, you want to be able to recognize, if you're on offense, you want to recognize what the defense is doing so you can overcome that, right? And vice versa. In military, you want to know what the, um, like what are the, the, the other side, <laughs> what, are, what are the enemy, like what are they planning? Like where are they at? You want to avoid that. You want to overcome that. You want to beat that. Um, and again, like what I was talking about my other, on the other episode, you know, if there's a road construction, you want to find a detour. And this is little things. This, these, are the, these are the roadblocks in life that cause you to relapse into these habits. And again, you can take this as many ways as you want to with, real, with these habits, okay? I sincerely just want to focus on self-assessment. Make us a better person. Make us a better um, uh, citizen and society. And, um, but you can do this with anything, with drugs, with other, any other addictions. Um, you can, you can do the same thing. Use the same self-assessment and, um, and when we, when we realize those little things that, uh, those things that make us tick, uh, you can see how like silly they are, right? There's a guy and um, a leader in a church. He gave a talk and he was talking about um, these little things that his wife did that he found really annoyed, right? So he's in, this is an older couple, um, but this happened throughout their marriage. Uh, one of them was uh, she left water around the, the sink in the bathroom. He got really upset about that. There's another thing 
like she, and then she she left something else somewhere out right so these like little things that he found like very like irritating there but they're just little right but it totally um, detoured his path you know it was a total roadblock and it made him relapse right i'm sure that he got angry upset that's that's relapsing right well whenever she passed away he realized how much he missed those things like how insignificant they are how much you know it it showed that she was there uh, she wasn't absent she was present and when we don't accept these little roadblocks in life and us taking detours you're not going to 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 appreciate the present time you're going to look back and your your yesterdays are going to be empty and you're going to not be in the present and then you're just going to wish for a different future when that happens i mean you're going to have some disappointment um and that's my feelings on those three steps i think they're very important it's a short episode but sweet and to the point okay forgive those who you've harmed you hope you hope that they'll um, accept that forgiveness you hope that you'll continue to overcome this habit and then you pray and meditate um, to have humility to recognize those little things in life that cause you to to relapse or that cause you to go back to that bad habit uh, we want to avoid that at all costs all right thanks for joining in and i'll be back with y'all at another episode bye